0: Welcome to the IEEE Rebooting Computing Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions digital studio production. With uncertainty surrounding the passing of Moore's Law, the IEEE Rebooting Computing Initiative draws members of academia, industry, and the government to collaborate on exploring possibilities and developing solutions to advance the computing world towards a new future. In this podcast, IEEE rebooting computing co-chair and distinguished technologist at Hewlett Packard Labs, Dayan Miločić, looks beyond hardware, sharing insights on how software also needs to address programmability, as well as achieving performance optimization and enabling virtualization and security. Join Dayan as he shares his 360-degree view on rebooting computing and why the initiative is so important as we move beyond Moore's Law.
1: My name is Dan Miloicic and I am Distinguished uh, Technologist at Hewlett-Packard Labs. I have also been engaged with IEEE, also have been on the Steering Committee of Rebooting Computing Initiative. Um, and finally, within IEEE, I have helped in funding this Being on the Initiatives Committee. So I have different angles of rebooting computing, both as a user, as a researcher, as local organizer and from the IEEE governance perspective. Uh, That's almost like 360 degrees uh, view. Uh, I have extremely valued um, this initiative. Uh, I have somehow missed three first years when they organized inaugural workshops that have um, carved the path Uh, for this very important initiative for the world and for IEEE. Uh, But uh, since the last um, event, I have been fully participating. I submitted a paper and presented it last year, and and so I did this year. Um, Everyone's asking about, uh, has Moore's law ended? uh, What will happen next? And everyone's asking for prediction. What will happen next? When will it happen? What will happen? Uh, it is unclear when it will really end. It is unclear what will happen next. The good thing is that there are many options, that there are many efforts uh, going in that direction, so it both helps the current efforts before and of the Moore's Law because people are trying to extend it as much as possible. And There are so many other alternatives that are currently being explored. Uh, it also brings our community uh, to become much stronger and together. And uh, that's one of the other reasons why I like this initiative, because it's unique initiative that brings together uh, people from academia uh, who are thinking about out-of-box solutions, industry, uh, which is carefully looking how they can actually deliver these solutions, and that the government who is trying to look at even bigger picture of how we can solve the strategic problems of both United States as well as other countries that, that are... Uh, trying to participate and and competing, uh, all bringing very healthy competition that drives uh, towards some solutions. Um, A lot of people are focusing primarily on the hardware with uh, all kinds of quantum computing, neuromorphic, adiabatic, and all kinds of other things. My focus has been primarily on software. I haven't seen too many people looking at that problem uh, because everyone is demonstrating solution with certain classes of application. Uh, Here um, for example, I presented the paper titled Generalize or Die, uh, where we started from a very specific um, hardware solution, Memristor based dot product engine, which is yet another solution that helps with, uh, in this case, convolutional neural networks. And uh, my first reaction when, when I was exposed to it a couple of years ago was that, hey, if we end up only with one application and one hardware, we're not going to reach too far. And my first goal was to add software to it, to add the system software. And uh, the question we were asking was, do we even need operating system for um, these class of, of new hardware? Classes of new hardware. And we tried from minimalistic approach. There were many lessons learned, um, positive and negative, from the past operating system experience. We said, well, we're going to add only the minimalistic uh, aspects, but pretty soon we realized that if you want to run multiple applications, if you want this hardware to be reconfigurable, if you want to have multiple users, you need to do all the things that you normally do for operating systems. And that's how we focus on, on three efforts first. Uh, we looked at the compiler, the how you will program this new hardware. Uh, because it is dot product engine matrix, matrix multiplication, you need to program these weights. But you need somehow at the higher level to express these weights. Uh, so that was the first thing. The second thing is given that there are so many configurable parameters, we were exploring um, the auto-tuning that is programmatic way of configuring the optimal solution and we realized pretty soon based on our lessons learned from GPUs and FPGAs that there are very few configurable parameter configurations that are applicable across a spectrum of applications that every application for every given hardware configuration seeks and uh, requires only certain parameter configurations, meaning that one will have to heavily tune these hardware implementations. So auto-tuning or performance optimization is the second part. The third part that wasn't quite obvious to us initially was security and virtualization. And my first reaction was that there shouldn't be any need therefore, but as we progressed and even are considering now to put the structure set architecture for this DP, we pretty soon realize that it resembles quite a bit traditional architectures, meaning that it can have the state, it can have the programs, and as long as you require multiple users or multiple data inputs, you may want indeed to virtualize uh, across that hardware architecture. So these are the three key points that we're looking at. How you program, how you optimize and how you virtualize this hardware architecture, which resembles quite a bit traditional computing, except that this one is based on the analog solutions. So I think that it was absolutely required to so-called reboot computing. And I really have to give credit to two initiators, Tom Conti and Ellie, uh, who had the foresight to start this uh, four or five years ago. Um, this is a unique opportunity in the history of computing that comes only every 20, 30, 40, or 50 years. Um, original um, architectures for Neumann architecture and, uh, and other concepts that were established took us for many, many years and we were able to ride on the wave of, of those scaling uh, moors and, and Dennard scaling, but, but it's not true anymore. So it's opportunity to take a fresh look to see what are the experiences that helped us, what were the obstacles, what did we miss? And you can't do these kinds of things unless you uh, start from the scratch, unless you look, unless you take a fresh look. That's why I think it's important and that's why I really appreciate the fact we have both academia and industry and then also government because they together can express the requirements of next generation applications. And that's not trivial, really, because, I mean, even speaking of our own experience with the machine, it resembles quite a bit of what is trying to be done here. Because people were entangled in the algorithms, data structures that were meant for decades ago. They never thought about new algorithms, if everything runs in the memory. They never thought about algorithms that, that are um, so fast if they're executed Uh, using for example analog computing only certain classes but that brings new opportunities and we sort of um, neglected a little bit these old lessons because I've done my Bachelor of Science on analog computer which was really um, both uh, analog and digital hybrid but we sort of neglected all these opportunities because we were able to ride on this more scaling and the art scaling but that's not true anymore and that's why it is really important to do rebooting of computing. I always thought that roadmaps are extremely important. They are important as much for the artifact, the roadmap, as much for the process of bringing people together and thinking about it, and then communicating to the world. So it's mind setting uh, for the world, technology world. Uh, that's in my mind is is, is the largest benefit. Uh, with the dissolving of ITRS and forming of IRDS, um, we almost rebooted the roadmap as well. And uh, that's opportunity for exploring in a broader sense, in the broader sense from original ITRS, uh, not just technology but also devices, systems, applications and requirements therefore. And that's a non-trivial thing because people haven't thought about these things. So this is a unique place for people to congregate and start these kind of discussions. And being co-located together with the International Conference on Rebooting Computing and together with the Industry Summit and then being tied to this competition for image uh, low power recognition, uh, it's pretty powerful combination. We're trying to add other things to it. We just held um, the Confluence event on the intersection of cybersecurity Uh, and uh, AI and machine learning which in a similar way tried but we didn't accomplish to do the roadmap but we made the first trend paper which we presented the poster thereof here at this event uh, which was also unique in a way that it brought together people who are thinking about policy human aspects hardware software how you operationalize so these kinds of things where you bring people in a meaningful way not by forcing them. So some of the government organizations are well known for trying to force two communities to uh, get together and talk and, and usually they were like you know oil and vinegar you put them together you mix them but pretty soon you know they separate and, and, and they're separated. But both IRDS and ICRC uh, have proven that they can bring people from different backgrounds we can have this meaningful discussion, make recommendations, and um, eventually lead the world towards better solutions.
0: Thank you for listening to our interview with Dayan Maločić. Discover more about the IEEE Rebooting Computing Initiative, and listen to other podcasts in this series by visiting our web portal at rebootingcomputing.ieee.org.